solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 16, Through the Trapdoor. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. Thanks for tuning in um, to chapter 16 through the trapdoor. I guess you all must know that the way to defeat uh, Devil Snare is to uh, use fire or some kind of heat, anything that's not damp. If you have like wood or something like that, then you can get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little joke about what happens at the end of the chapter. I love when you explain shit. <laughs> well, okay, maybe they didn't remember. That's not, like, a huge thing. Oh, I'm keeping this in. <laughs> Let me really explain it. So, at the end of this chapter, when they're trying to get rid of Devil Snare, um, Hermione's like, oh, we need fire, but there's no wood around. And then Ron's like, are you even a witch? Use your wand. So, there. That's the joke. Ha ha. It was funny. Anyway, <laughs> um, feeling a little punchy tonight, I guess. Um, so yeah, well, I guess we'll start with our chapter rename. Oh, I forget that we do that. I know, but I, I still like that. I think it's like, no, I yeah. like it. I just forget. Um, yeah. So <laughs> do you want to do yours first? Sure. Um, mine's a little lame because Through the Trapdoor is a solid chapter title for this chapter. I know, I agree. Um, mine is The Real Examination. Oh, that's smart, yeah. Thanks. Um, so I did, (laughs) I don't know, I said Beta Book 5 because this chapter in particular reminds me a lot of like the end of order of the phoenix in yeah, a lot of ways it does yeah me too and i was like trying to even like list examples of how it does and i probably have like a couple but it's more like a feeling i get like the way harry responds to like the situation it's also like them having to go through the different rooms yeah that's very reminiscent and even just like the part in the beginning where they're like getting ready for their examination like that's all going on at the end of order of the phoenix and so just like a lot of like familiar parallels and not in like a bad way where it's like, oh, this is the same thing, but just like that kind of familiar, familiarity. Don't know why I can't say that. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, so beta book five. I like that. <laughs> All right. Onward. Let's discuss the chapter. This is a very long chapter. Yeah. I've got a lot to discuss. Buckle up if you're in your cars. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you are already buckled up. Um, okay, so my first little note is um, anti-cheating spell. Um, I guess wizard children uh, had to really come up with clever, more creative ways to cheat on exams. I would never cheat on exams. I mean, I wouldn't, but I knew a lot of people that did. Like, I had people who would, yeah. like, look at my paper we talked about this in one of the yeah. episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just, I guess, keeping them honest. But I mean, like, if I had an anti-cheating spell, like, as a teacher, I would use it. Definitely. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's on merit, I, I guess. I just, like, would hold wizards to a higher standard <laughs> than muggles, like Dudley. <laughs> oh my gosh. The ultimate muggle. I started reading the picture book version of this book to my class today, and they, like, didn't understand why Dudley was the way Dudley was. They were like, who is that blonde boy? Why is he so mean? Why isn't someone stopping him from being so mean? I'm like, because Vernon and Petunia, his mom, they aren't, dad, they aren't being nice either. And they're like, but we don't get it. Like, they just didn't get that. Uh, there was not an adult figure, like, standing in, or stepping in to make Harry's life better. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of one muggle that's, like, discussed that has been put in a good light. Um. Oh, I guess she's a squib. Yeah. Mrs. Fig. Yeah. I guess, I mean, like. Frank. Frank Bryce, yeah. But still kind of, like, not that smart or whatever. No, I meant Frank 
Oh, is his name not Frank? Yeah, Frank Bryce. No, no, not Frank Bryce. I'm not talking about Frank Bryce. I'm talking about Fantastic Beasts. Who, what's his name? Oh, uh, no, it's not Frank. It's uh, Jacob. Jacob, duh. Jacob. Kowalski Jacob. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm thinking I know, of just, yeah, uh, this OG series. series. I just, I was making a joke. Um, a bad one, because I used the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought you meant, like, Frank from the fourth book, who is a muggle. Yeah. Um, this is probably where I messed up. Who do you think, like, the muggles are supposed to, like, represent for, like, J.K. Rowling if she's, like, using it as, like, an allegory about, like, social class or whatever? Because she kind of makes parallels to that before. I think she's, like, mentioned that, that she has, how she kind of talks about muggle-borns, or no, werewolves being, like, um, like, AIDS culture and things like that. Yeah, I, see, I don't think muggle, because it, I think the metaphor would get too confused because, like, there are two different sides to the... Because on the one hand, like, muggle-born students in the wizarding world is see, mm-hmm. are seen as, like, minorities that are looked, yeah. you know? But, like, muggles, I feel like, are seen as, like, a superior imperialistic race that tried to, like, wipe out wizards. Yeah. So I feel like the two, like... But they're also seen as very, like, ignorant to wizards. Like, they just think of them Right, as, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. an imperialistic, like, okay. culture that, like, yeah. would come in, not understand the culture that they... Yeah. You know. Well, there, I think you just, like, pinned it. Like, what they are, like, kind of being compared to. Yeah. I just meant that, like... But, like, some people still want to protect muggles. Like, right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just, uh, food for thought. <laughs> Way off topic. Um, no anyway. muggles in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... Well, Hermione's parents are supposedly good people. Yeah, we just, like, never get to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do they do for that week while the exams are being graded? I thought the same thing, and I think that this is something about um, British schooling, like, primary school and even like university um that they have these like weird amounts of time between like when you take your final and when you get it back but you're still like kind of in school and I would like love to have had that in college because we would want to just have time to hang out with our friends Agreed. you know no like, I, I totally but agree. not having to study or yeah, anything like that because we kind that. of have that like on finals week in yeah college, where you don't but, have to go to class but but you're like studying and everybody's stressed and I everyone's would, on a different schedule like um i would like my friend time i know hang out time. like i'm just jealous like, i asked what do they do but i was just like what do they do bitterly? Because I yeah, could have thought of a but it is kind of weird, do. especially for boarding school. Because they should go. Most home with kids their would want to go home to their families. I think um, most parents should want their kids home. Like they're eleven. I <laughs> yeah, like homesickness is never like discussed really. Which I guess that's like not what it's about. But we're also in Harry's point of view, and Harry would never obviously be homesick. Not homesick yeah. So. You know, Hermione could have been homesick her first couple months. I can yeah. see that, especially not having friends. Yeah, and I think maybe they talk about it a little bit more when, like, things are not going well in the Wizarding World and people want to be with their families. Yeah. But, um, a little different. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that too. I also, um, just separate, I thought that, um, the scar and the dreams for Harry like, we'll just continue, and it will be, like, huge. Like, his scar hurting yeah. and the dreams, and I think it's really imperative that it's, like, brought up um, a couple times in yeah. this first book. It also fuels um, Harry's instincts, like, we were mm-hmm. talking about in previous. He learns to trust he, it. Yeah, and he, and he learns to sort of trust it from, like, this beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I know that something is up, it has to be tonight, and he's talking to Ron and Hermione about it, and he, and it says, like, in his point of view, he's like, they're not believing me, and I also took a note that I was like, that this is the first time, like, Ron and Hermione doubt his instincts, because that's a thing that happens over and over yeah. and over again, and he's like, look, guys. I mean, they kind of, like, question his instincts, but they're there for him, which I'm going to talk about. No, I love that they're, like, they do eventually, but it's, um, they are, like, very skeptical of him at first. They're like, don't Mm -hmm. worry about it, Harry. Like, calm down. And Harry's like, no, I can't calm down, one, because my scar hurts, and two, because the world's gonna end. 
Um, but also, just before that, Hermione would love to talk about exams. Oh, I had a nerd about this, too. <laughs> like, she would love to, like, harp on about the exams afterwards. I'm totally with Ron. I never wanted to go through the test afterward. Even if I was pretty confident I got things right, I never wanted to check. Even if I was like, oh, I wonder if I got that, I never checked because I'm like, I just want to get my grade back. I remember this from history, um, from, not theater history, but, um... Uh, drama lit from drama lit yeah we took a fresh class together um because i think who was it was it ally i think ally and i did like talking about afterwards yeah like what did you put i'm like yeah and you're like no i'm like i'm not gonna talk about (laughs) like i would maybe like say what i put but i'm like i don't need to look back in the script or whatever like yeah i'm just i i'm sticking with whatever i did and ally and i were so paranoid we were like let's go through every single thing yeah no i just didn't want to like be all upset about like regretting i'm like i'll just get it's it over. back yeah, yeah exactly it's over um don't turn back um yeah so i'm i was totally with ron i was like i never wanted to do that um i also think it's so real like this feeling of like because f- part of the reason why ron and hermione are so like don't worry about it harry is that they have that relief that re- exams are over and I just love the detail that we get here because I can just picture Ron like laying out in the sun. I know. And like her JK Rowling's little line is Ron couldn't get worked up. He was too hot. And I was like, I can't. I also had a thing about this note, but I've I've always been confused about that line. It's always stuck out to me because most people when they're like getting like hot, like even when it's like hot outside, they're like irritated because it's like I'm hot, like I don't wanna but this is like it was. But I'm guessing it's like pleasant because they're in like northern um, England, so it's yeah, like, it's like hot. I'm putting yeah. quotation marks up. But I also think it's that exhausted kind of hot because sometimes when I've been out in the heat and it's like it's been a particularly stressful week, yeah. I can't even like have the energy to get frustrated. That's I'm just true. like nobody talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just like so jealous of that like I would have loved to have been like exams are over I'm just gonna sit outside with my friends for a week like and it's so even after like Dumbledore dies in the sixth one they get that week cause that's the no week. they leave that day no cause they get that's when Harry and Jenny start dating like that week you after you said this is another podcast they it? start dating way before right. Dumbledore dies but at the, the end of the Quidditch match but yeah but they really get to like spend that time together cause Harry's like it was so nice to have this week with Jenny but now it's like back to the real world um well I know that they leave the same day as the funeral or the very next day yeah but I th- oh, oh is the funeral the very next day though I oh, think they well, have a I, week between the I don't know if it's a whole week I don't know but I just I remember Harry saying something like these last fe- these last couple days oh maybe it was a couple days or something these last yeah. couple days with Jenny have been really great as like a distraction but like now it's time to like Whatever, because it's, I only remember it because it's really the only time we get to see them be, like, couple Like, they start yeah. dating, but, like, we, I don't know. We'll yeah. see when we get there in, like, five years. If we remember. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, um. I'm I'm still like um, Harry accusing Hagrid. Are you there? Yes, I'm okay. there, but I'm like right before. Oh, right. say what you you say what you want to say. How did Harry get to the dragon from that train of thought? Can you can we just like do a little? Well, he says Hagrid would never tell anyone how to get past Fluffy. Um. Oh, and then he's like, oh, I gotta go. Like he's. Well, I think he's thinking of like. Hagrid has Fluffy, Hagrid had Norbert, how did he get Norbert? Like, he's thinking of Hagrid's pets. Oh, okay. I, okay, that makes sense now. I just... Maybe, I mean... I was just, like, sitting, I was reading it, and I was like, that train of thought isn't really conducive to, oh, he must have traded... Yeah, I think it's a little far-fetched for Harry to put all that together, because there really weren't, like, clues for that. Yeah, it also is something that he could have figured out, like, earlier. Like, it just seems like he gets there very quickly without any prompting. Yeah, a little contrived. But, um, I was just thinking that it doesn't seem that weird that Hagrid got a dragon egg. Like, 
maybe to Harry, but, like, now that we know about, like, Mundungus and, like, all the, like, trading and stuff, like, I'm sure that that kind of stuff happens and, like, Hagrid would not be opposed to getting into some shifty stuff. Although I feel like dragons are really hard to come by and if you did come by them you'd have to buy them for a lot of money so I think from that standpoint dragons are harder than most things yeah I think the idea of it just being like gambled away like that's true yeah um and it probably would just stand out even more to Harry because he's not from that world which Ron would be like what I mean people gamble like it's not that big of a deal. Gamble, Harry. Um, yeah. But oh, he wouldn't take his cloak off. That's not suspicious at all, Hagrid. Um, but we kind of find out that's not that weird in the fifth he, book. And you also find out, like Hagrid says that he explains it. Yeah, He's you, like, people do that all the time, and I'm like, okay, but. Like, if I was Harry, Ron, and Hermione, I would also be like, that's really weird. But um, in Hagrid's defense, like, I don't think it was weird for him to, like, question that. Because they, they, Harry even recognizes that in the fifth one. He's like, Hagrid said that, like, people wouldn't take their cloak off. And, like, there are three people in the hog's head where you can't see their faces when they're there. I guess, I mean, mean? yeah, that's true. And, but here's what really gets me about this. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't want, the wouldn't take the cloak off, and the, he kept buying me drinks, I can't remember. Hagrid. Yeah, I just thought that Harry was really kind of harsh when he said, Hagrid told that stranger how to get past Fluffy, blah, blah, blah. It must have been easy once he got Hagrid drunk. Like, it was just really harsh, and I don't know, it made me not feel so good, like, how quickly Harry kind of turns, turns on Hagrid. On. Even though I think Hagrid was, like, in the wrong and, like, shouldn't have done that. But this 11-year-old being, like, yeah, he's a drunk, so of course he told him. Yeah. You know, he, like, turned on him so fast, kind of. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm not, like, saying what Harry said wasn't harsh. I'm not even defending Harry. Yeah. I just, like am frustrated with Hagrid because I'm like you had one job like no matter who you were talking to you shouldn't have brought up Fluffy like you've taken care of tons of other animals why wouldn't you bring up Aragog like it was just I'm just like Hagrid come on yeah no I agree because he also like volunteers Fluffy as information the other person's not like oh I definitely think Hagrid's in the wrong and I'm sure it was because he's drinking but it was I yeah I just meant it was like really harsh coming from, like, this 11-year-old who just <laughs> met him, so doesn't really know that, you know, essentially they say that Hagrid has a drinking problem. Well, um, I think Harry's point is just, like, it probably wasn't that hard to get it out of him because he was drunk. Yeah. I'm not saying, I don't think Harry's accusing him of being a drunk. Yeah. I think just, um, that wording just, like, kind of stuck out to me, that's all. Yeah. It is. I also think that drinking and stuff is a lot more lax in the UK. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's as harsh a thing for, like, a UK child to say. Like, in America, we're like, don't let your kids see you drink. We're very, like, strict about it. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um. Oh, Dumbledore leaving, like, at the precipice like this, in this, at this situation, like, taking the note from the ministry... I was just thinking, like, this goes along with your theory, you know? I just don't see Dumbledore leaving at this time for something. Because it's, like, a false summons yeah. to the ministry, right? So and I think he would know it right. was fake. Um, and I said that maybe one reason why Quirrell waited was because he's tried to get Dumbledore out before, and Dumbledore just, like, didn't fall for it. Mm-hmm. And now Dumbledore knows that like Harry knows enough that he can leave or something. Yeah. I don't know. McGonagall also in this chapter just being like, no, leave. Well, yeah, and that's, we kind of touched on this last week, but I definitely don't think McGonagall knew anything more than just that they're protecting the stone. And I don't think she knew anything about Voldemort being after it or that Quirrell was possibly bad. I think she just 
It's like, we are protecting the stone for Dumbledore's friend, and that's, like, all there is to it. Yeah. And so she, I think she was in the right in that she doesn't think students should know about it and doesn't want Harry no, to... No, like, I'm not, yeah. like, blaming McGonagall. Yeah. It was just, like, funny that she was like, uh, no, guys. Leave. Like, it's perfectly fine. Like, that nobody can get past the stone. It's too well protected. And quite honestly, it's not that well protected, it's really not. I'm going to talk about this a lot um, for every single one. but They're, like, very easy to get through. They are designed to be beatable. It's yeah. And that, McGonagall's. That's, my, that's mine. Like, yeah. Ex- okay, other ones, it's like, I see how you need a way to get through it because somebody has to be able to get through it. Like, Dumbledore, maybe Nicholas Fromell has to be able to get through it. So I will, I will buy... Fluff, I will buy everything until Snape's. Because why would you leave a note? Why would you leave a riddle? Yeah. We'll, let, we'll talk about when we yeah. get to each one. Um, Sorry. No, no. I just want to spend, like, the... I want to talk about the other notes first. That's all. Um, Snape's line about be warned, Potter. Like, um, any more nighttime wanderings? I feel like he might be trying to protect Harry in this moment. Like, he's trying to tell him, like, don't go looking for trouble. Like... Yeah. I know what's up, and Double knows what's up, and, I mean, he is saying, like, you'll be expelled because I will make sure of it, but I think he's also being, like, don't go, like, chasing after Voldemort. No, and I also think it's an empty threat, because he doesn't have the power to expel Harry, and he knows that, but, um, but, no, I totally agree. I read it that way, too. He's, like, in his own Snape way, trying to be, like, please... Do me a favor and don't put yourself in danger on purpose. Yeah. Because what Snape doesn't know, if going with your Dumbledore theory, which I've decided is true. Um, yes, I have been proceeding as it is true. Um, um, Snape doesn't know about that part, obviously, because he does that whole, you've been raising him for a pig for slaughter. Right, right. So I think... He's just like, I. my I, job is to protect Harry. Harry. That's all, you know? Ron mocking Hermione <laughs> about when they're trying to get follow Snape. And Ron's like, you're the one that has to go so you can pretend that you're talking to Flint. Yeah. Like, and Hermione's like, why does it have to be me? One of us has got to keep an eye on Snape. Wait outside the staff room and follow him if he leaves it. Hermione, you'd better do that. Why me? It's obvious, said Ron. You can pretend to be waiting for Professor Flitwick. You know, he put on a high voice. Oh, Professor Flitwick, I'm so worried. I think I got question 14B wrong. Oh, shut up, said Hermione. Jim Dale does a really great job of um, Ron being Ron mocking Hermione. It's really great. I think that Harry's right when he's, like, doing his uh, monologue on... um... So what? Harry shouted. Don't you understand? If Snape gets hold of the stone, Voldemort's coming back. Haven't you heard what it was like when he was trying to take over? There won't be any Hogwarts to get expelled from. He'll flatten it or turn it into a school for the dark arts. Losing points doesn't matter anymore, can't you see? Do you think he'll leave you and your families alone if Gryffindor wins the House Cup? If I get caught before I can get to the stone, well, I'll have to go back to the Dursleys and wait for Voldemort to find me there. It's only dying a bit later than I would have because I'm never going over to the dark side. I'm going through that trapdoor tonight and nothing you two say is going to stop me. Voldemort killed my parents, remember? And I'm I'm saying he's right, so don't don't jump down my throat, but... How does he know all of this? Because nobody really talks about when Voldemort was there. Like, he kind of got, like, a half story from Hagrid. And he seems to, you know, exactly how it was when Voldemort was in power. Which, like I said, is right. But, like, did he just kind of put this together, you know, based on, like, the rumors he's heard? Because I feel like people just don't talk about it. Uh, One, I think Hagrid, what Hagrid does tell him is that times were dark and it was hard. Two, I think he's doing his impulsive thing where he's talking from his ass because I don't think he yeah. really cares about he just wants how to times convince he them. wants yeah. to convince them to go. 
Um, which is what I really love about this speech because it's so hairy and it's the first time we see him being like leader, taking charge, um, gotta <laughs> wrangle the troops. Um, and then it's also his first, and he does this throughout the books. Every time they don't agree with him, he's like, look, ultimatum. You guys don't have to come with me, but I'm going. <laughs> it's like his final word on it. Like they argue yeah. with him and he's like, that's fine, but I'm going no matter what. And they're like, well, I guess we we're going to go because we're not going to let you go by yourself. I think that that is very much a hairy trait, and sometimes I think it's really great, and then sometimes I get annoyed with it. Oh, yeah. I, I get annoyed with it sometimes when he does his, like, I have to be the hero, it's only me yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't like how he constantly pushes help away. Because even when they're, like, on board, he's like, you guys don't have to stay, and they're like, right. well, you're staying. I'm like, Harry, stop pushing people away that are trying to help you. And I think he, he does that a lot where he doesn't accept help. Um, which is also what reminded me of the fifth book is when like Neville and Luna yeah. and Jenny are like, we well, want to if, help. What have we been doing this for? If and he's like, no, you can't. You can't possibly help me. Like, you don't understand. Like, oh, classic Harry- misunderstood. <laughs> also, the like fifth book when he's like Jenny, or and in the seventh one he's like Jenny can't go. Like, I, I have to protect uh, Jenny. She's too young. I like really get <laughs> upset at Harry. You know, I'm the biggest Harry sympathizer and defender but both those times I'm like Harry you're we have to have a timeout okay we need to separate well the Ginny one I can understand a little bit more because he's like in love with her I don't care I I that that's just like a pet peeve of mine in general it's like first of all if you're in love with her like are you saying you don't love Hermione because you let Hermione do that stuff with you I think just because like a man is in love with a woman doesn't mean that he gets to yeah. be like, you don't go. Oh, you know I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Like, that's, like, ridiculous. But I understand why he does it towards Jenny. I don't like how he does it, like, towards Neville or Luna. I'm glad he doesn't really do it towards Harry. Although sometimes he and Ron pull, like, a real sexist card and they're like, you shouldn't do this. And then Ron will be like, it's because you're muggle-born or, like, whatever. I'm like, And Hermione's like, oh, she says she's it. She's like, tell him boy back. I also love that in this one, it's our first Hermione, like, all right, yeah, you go do it by yourself. How are you going to get anything done without us? Um, rephrase, how are you going to get everything, anything done without me? Yeah, and like, like, they would not have made it through step one without, or step two without, uh, Hermione. Oh, yes. Uh, they would be dead. (laughs) Oh, did we hear that Hagrid gave him a flute? Before for Christmas? Yes. We did? Okay, yeah. just making sure. I also love that everything is coming back in this chapter. Same. She does that classic, you know, children's lit, and I don't mean that as a condescending way. I mean, like, in a good way, she does that classic children's literature thing where you bring back um, everything you've learned at the end, like, mm-hmm. helps you for the final. Yes, yes. And I, I love that she does that. Because yeah. she... In the scheme of the whole books, kind of does He's doing that, that yeah. definitely, uh, especially with the Horcruxes and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, just a Dumbledore theory. Harry's like, lucky that I got it back. In referring to the invisibility cloak, not lucky. It's on purpose that it's you on, got it back. Yeah. <laughs> Use it well, or just in case, just or whatever. Ca- Ugh. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. And I just love Ron. Um, it's just like, but will it cover all three of us? It's like, he doesn't care if he even disagrees with Harry about, like, how serious it is. He's like, I'm there for you, man. I think, yeah. I just think that's real. And Hermione, too, but I just like how Ron isn't, he doesn't even address that. He just is like, well, is it going to cover all three of us? Like, he doesn't Yeah. Like, don't you want us to come? It's like, I'm already there. <laughs> Um, Ron is super decent in this chapter. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ron in this chapter. Um, I think in general I'm a big Ron sympathizer more than you are in a lot of ways. I like Ron. I really like Ron as a character. I just, like, give him a hard time. Yeah, no, I think I give him, I'm a, I'm easier on Ron and I give, like, Harry a hard time. Like, I think he does, when Because I, and I keep saying this, I, like, call Ron the heart. Like, I do think he is the piece of, like, he is valued in the, uh, the trio, which, um, a lot of people in the fandom don't, yeah, don't agree with, um, 
but he's also like that i'm sorry to break it to those people but that is something that happens in a lot of fiction like I don't know if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he's the Xander character, or he's <laughs> that's that. a Raven. He's the you know the the what's his name? The guy friend. Yeah, it's not Corey. That's her brother, right? Yeah, Corey is the brother. Um, but he kind of has like small dreads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. know her best friend's name is Chelsea. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he's the connection that keeps the three together. Oh my gosh. Now this is going to bother me so much. I know, but I... I Eddie. Eddie, yes. Okay, the best friend's name is Eddie. We confirmed. We looked it up. You guys are probably screaming in your cars. You're like, it's Eddie. Now we know. Yeah. (laughs) So. Um, Yeah, so anyway, like, I really like Ron in this chapter. Um, oh, well, yeah, what I was going to say is, like, I think I hold Harry to, like, a higher standard than I do Ron. So, therefore, I, like, let Ron slide a little bit more. And that's why I'm harder on Harry. Like, I hold my heroes, quote-unquote, to a higher that's standard um, in some ways. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely get mad at Ron a lot. But um, I think I, like, value his, like, really good moments um more than I would if he was just, like, another character. Yeah. Because I think um, they also mean more coming from him when he does, like, nice things. Because I think it's hard for him to, like, be vulnerable enough to be nice. No, I totally agree with that. And it does warm my heart. Like, um, fifth book Ron um, really, like, tugs at my heartstrings. He's got to make up for yeah. fourth book Ron. But... And third book. Second book Ron is, like, prime, <laughs> unfortunately, kind of, uh, that he... Kind of peaks during the second <laughs> peaks book. at the second book. I think he does a really good job in the fifth one too. Yeah, defending Harry and that whole. Yeah. Oh, he has some really bad moments. I'm thinking like sixth book, he's not that great yeah. either. Seventh, seventh book, book, he really obviously. messes up. But when he comes back in the seventh book, I'm like, yay! I have the same reaction when he comes back in the seventh book as Hermione does. No, but, like, his actions, oh, like, no. where he, he, he really does... tries to make up for it, which is, like, so vulnerable for Ryan. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I just, like, and, you know, Hermione's like, oh, it's sweet that he's being vulnerable, too. But she's like, I, I'm going like, to stay mad at yeah. you, which is how I which react Which, if I to was in that situation, I would be feeling the same way as Hermione. But, like, as an outside one, being like, just all be friends again. <laughs> oh, him leaving makes me so angry. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, we are way ahead of ourselves. Um, I'm at O Neville, which is my note. My note said poor, poor Neville. I actually had a lot of feelings for this and I'm not sure how to like, uh, articulate them. So maybe you should talk first. Uh, my next note is don't you call me an idiot. You were the one who told me to stand up for myself. Hit me. I'm ready. about Neville in this part I love that he's standing up for himself but I as a person hate tattles and so and I'm like look you're in the way Neville like get out of the way but I do love this part about Neville because I think it's the most brave we see Neville thus far except maybe the Malfoy I think this is braver braver. I think it is tougher to stand up to your friends um as Dumbledore will say it's also like They're his friends, but they don't really treat him like they're, he's a part of the crew. So it's, like, hard because I feel like he wants to be friends with Harry, Ron, and Hermione more so than he is. So he has to stand up to these people that he's trying to impress. That's why I was kind of confused about his motives. I guess he does care, like, about not losing any more points because he got so much shit for, like, being part of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of, like, confused about why he was so against them, like, doing anything bad, like, um, yeah, that's, that's what I meant by, like, I had some feelings, because I wasn't really sure what his motives were for this scene. Was it just, like, he didn't want Gryffindors to lose more points? I mean, that's what he says. I mean, I think um, that's a strong enough motivator not in comparison to why they're leaving yeah but like well he doesn't know that yeah exactly that's what I'm saying it's like I I said this at the beginning I also would be really concerned about points and if we had lost a bunch I would be like 
guys, what are you doing? That's true. I think um, because Harry doesn't care that much about points. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is the book where he cares the most, maybe. Um, and then after that, he doesn't really care that much. Yeah, he's like, um, Voldemort's back, so I've got bigger yeah. fish to fry. Like, he winning. does want to beat, like, Slytherin, but, like... He, he cares more about Quidditch, I feel. Like, that's yeah. the more, the trophy he wants, rather than the Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think in that regard, I'm like, I don't get the big deal with, like, losing points. Yeah. Um, the significance of, like, winning the House Cup, because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But I, I am very competitive, so if it was me, again, I would want to do that. Um, but just as an outside perspective, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would really care about the House Tournament, and I'd want my house to win all the but time. But do you think Neville does? Like, do you think Neville cares that much? Like, does he just want to be a part of that (laughs) like yeah I mean do you see where I'm like kind of like no I see where you're going and and I see what you mean I'm just I guess I'm wondering I think Neville I I think think he actually is trying to protect them that's true that's probably a lot of it is that he's like He's like, because they guys. also are threatening like expulsion. Like, yeah. I think it's probably more. And he must think like they're just like, he doesn't know obviously why they're going out, but he's like, it can't be that important. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are just gonna get in trouble and you're gonna leave, and I'm gonna be sad that you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that I, makes more sense to Neville's yeah. character. I think I just need to like talk that out a little bit. No, I just got there too. Yeah, teamwork. <laughs> teamwork make a dream work. <laughs> Also, it just seems awful, this jinx, which obviously comes back again and again. Um, Petrificus totally Yeah. And was it, like, the best solution? Like, is that, like, it seemed very... I feel like it was the first thing she thought of. Yeah. Uh, but then also, like, what does he do when he becomes mobile again? Like, does he just go to bed? Or, like, do you know what I mean? Does he It doesn't take become... that long. Oh, yeah, I guess Harry became mobile in the sixth one after. Uh, well, Tonks? Tonks? Yeah, I think you have to have, like, a counter jinx. I think it, no, it definitely wears off because in the, in the fifth one, when they keep putting it on Death Eaters, like, they keep coming back to, um, after a little while, but, um, I think, yeah, it does wear off. Um, especially, I'm sure Hermione at this stage didn't put a super strong one on. I'm sure it was still good, but... Um, yeah, I mean, are you doubting Hermione's... Not doubting her skills. Power? But, um, it probably didn't last, um, uh, as long as 60-year Hermione's, maybe. Um, my next note is, let's kick her just this once. Jesus, Ron! Okay. That's Ron talking about Mrs. North. I know, like, not Jesus, like, yes. <laughs> I'm with you. I think not. You don't agree? Mrs. Norris is the worst. She's a cat. You don't like kick a cat? Yeah, I would. I don't like cats. I know, but like, it's a living... I don't know. I was just like, wow, Ron. I'm not really upset about it. Like, he's not my reading rat because he wanted to kick Mrs. Norris. I'm just <laughs> saying. Um, why do you think Peeves is afraid of the Bloody Baron? Like, what do you think the Bloody Baron has over Peeves? I don't know, but I'm also afraid of the Bloody Baron. <laughs> because the Bloody Baron, like, fucking murdered the girl that he loved. Like, he was like... Oh, yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah, like, I just feel like knowing the Bloody Baron's story, I'd also be afraid of the Bloody Baron. But, like, what does Peeves think he is going to happen to him? Like, Peeves is kind of, like, impenetrable. And he's, like, not afraid of anything. Well, I don't know. Can you, like, get rid of Peeves by a seance? Maybe he's, like, maybe uh, the Bloody Baron has a, knows a way to... But I think they would have done it by now. But I don't think... I think Peeves... I don't think they care that Peeves is there. Like, I don't think they mind that Peeves is well, there. Well, Dumbledore doesn't mind. Right, and I think any of the, the teachers really mind yeah. either. Like, it's he's a funny quirk of the cast. Yeah, and I think that he will in some way listen to them, to most of the professors. Yeah, and I also think it probably has something to do with the fact that that Dumbledore likes Peeves and is like, leave him yeah. there for the kids. Like, he's a fun bit of the school. But Bloody Baron and the other ghosts listen to Dumbledore. Yeah. And the Bloody Baron probably doesn't listen to anyone and just yeah. is by his own. I bet he just, like, scared him one time. Like That's true. I don't know. 
I was just thinking about that. Like, what what could the bloody bear do to peas? But, yeah, he is just kind of scary. Yeah. And I always assumed that he didn't talk. But um, I don't know if that's true or not. Bloody bear. Ugh, what an annoying character. I used to like him till I figured out how he died. Like, I was like, cool, the bloody bear and the scary ghost. Like, <laughs> the one Peeves is afraid of. Yeah, but they always say he's the mean ghost. Yeah, but I like that. I didn't know he was mean. Like, he, like, was one of those, eh, you didn't love me, so I killed you kind he of people. He is the Slytherin ghost, so. Ooh. Wow. Are you ready? For- Shots fired. Yeah, are you ready to get a bunch of angry men? I mean, the Ravenclaw ghost, she's, like, no princess. <laughs> I love her. I mean, she's a badass, but she's no, like, saint. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying she is. And nearly headless Nick has his own issues. He, like, is admittedly a coward, which is kind of ironic. Fatfire's obviously the best ghost. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, Harry, stop pushing away help. That was my next note. (laughs) My next note is, haha, Harry thinking on his feet about peeves. Oh, yeah, that was true. Um... No, I, that was just to the, um, you can go back. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. I'm like, come on, Harry, get it together. Um, the image of Harry playing the flute is one of the most hilarious <laughs> of the book. He's like, I didn't feel much like singing. <laughs> like, Harry, I wish you had sang. I wish you had sang and played the flute somehow at the same time, because both of these seem, like, I just don't, like, I know that you had to do it, but it's, I don't see you doing it. It's funny to me. But I do like how they kind of did it in the movie with, um, like, the harp was already Still being playing, played, yeah. and then it all of a sudden stopped. They do, they take some liberties with this scene in the movie. Well, there, I think they say there was already, um, a No, harp I mean there. with this whole, like, this whole, like, defeating yeah. the, getting yeah. to the center. They, Pretty close. I mean, they leave out, like, two things. But. And they, like, change some things. I think it, like, worked, though. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying, like, it's negative yeah, liberty. Yeah. I'm just saying they took some, like, for, in, surprisingly, for everything else sort of being to the book. Like, if they included something that was in the book, they did it almost the same way. Yeah. And this one, they just changed subtle things. Yeah, I think it was just made too long, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I'm up to the obstacles now. Yeah, so I'm at the obstacles. Um, I said that Fluffy and Devil Snare were good obstacles. I didn't really have much notes on them. Like, Devil Snare, like, is a plant that exists. Like, there's not, like, a, a set way, you know, of, like, getting past it. Like, you yeah. just have to know that. Which is my note about the movie. I think it's harder in the book to get past Devil Snare than it is in the movie. Because in the they movie, can that you can relax and get through. And... Just if relax. You're, if you're by yourself trying to get through to the devil, the devil snare, you couldn't like take out your wand because it would be a re- like. It's yeah. just that Hermione's able to like do it. That's true. Um, that is a good point. I also said the fire comes back. The blue fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that blue fire that you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, um, I, oh, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. This is about the devil's snare. I love that whole interaction of, uh, are you a witch or not? Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, we talked about this at the yeah. beginning of the episode. Yes, you did such a lovely job of explaining that. <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring it back um, and probably drop a quote in. Um, I just think it's so funny. Yeah. Hermione, like, losing her head for a minute. Which also never underst- happens again. <laughs> also understandable, though, because she grew up in the muggle world, so her, like, panic response would be to, like, think of something muggle to solve the problem. Ron. <laughs> well, I love that it comes back. Um, Harry does the same thing, like, in the seventh book or something, and Hermione makes fun of him. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, great. Um, are you two the keys? Yes. Uh... I love how their means to solve the key problem is, like, a, like Harry has to direct them sort of like a Quidditch yeah. uh, play or something. I'm, like, literally everything comes back in this chapter. Like, Harry learns to play Quidditch so he can, like, catch the snatch sheet, recognizes the thing. I don't know. It was just very... It was cool. 
Uh, no, I do not have positive thoughts. I said brooms and the keys are right there. What? No, they don't. They don't get on brooms. Yes, they do. They just do it by standing and jumping. The movie adds brooms. That's why I was like, it. The movie takes liberties. I'm pretty sure there were brooms involved. One because Hermione wouldn't get on a broom. Is there? When? How did I miss that? I'm I'm wrong, guys. I'm wrong. I I literally have it down in my notes. Why was there a broom in the movie? If there, there wasn't. Well, a broom? there are three brooms in the book. Yeah, they I each get on one. Oh, and it's a lot more like So putting... all of the solution is right there. The key is right there and the brooms are right there. Like they are making it so possible. Yeah, it's very easy. It's very easy. <laughs> I have a very long nerd about the chess. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was just mad about that. Um it's just, like, too easy. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I 100% think all of, like, this whole thing is ridiculous because they should have dropped the stone in the bottom of the ocean that only Nicholas Flamel and Dumbledore oh, yeah. knew about. Like, I mean, it's not good for literature, but it, it, it makes more sense. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's uh, like the Hermione in the Time Turner. I can't speak about that. That's more dumb to me. Because Hermione went through all of this. She's seen how leaving traps and clues do not work as a means of hiding something. So her putting it in a book, like, of course she put it in a book. That's the most obvious Hermione plays to go, first of all. If I were looking for something for Hermione, I would put it in a book. Anyway, continuing on, moving on, my cursed child frustrations. Okay. I did some soul searching Ooh, for the chess thing and Ron. Good golly. Okay. <laughs> so I think that Ron is good at chess because he would play with his brothers all the time. And he's been playing for like a really long time and like wanted to always be able to beat his brothers. So he got really good at chess. And that is now my reasoning for why he's good at chess. I'm glad that you got to this place. I really needed to because it was really bothering me. I know. Me. Um, so now I've made up a reason. I don't care if it's the right reason, but it makes sense. I think it's a, it, um, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I think reason. it makes sense. There's no proof for it. We also um, talk about how, like, I don't know what all the Weasleys are doing in that time. They don't have friends, so it seems yeah. like. I mean, Percy's notoriously bad at chess. Um, they kind of talk about that um, in this book, I think. But uh, I think he probably tried to beat Bill, you know, or mm -hmm. Charlie. Or, yeah. Anyway. I feel like Fred and why. George might like chess, too. That seems something like they would... They like exploding snap. That's what they always talk about. Yeah. But I feel like... They, they would only play chess. with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ron's like, I'll play winner. And they're like, go away. We're always Ronnie the winners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was my big note on the chess thing. Um... I said the same thing here with chess. It's, like, another clear way to win. You just have to, like, play the game. Um, and also, like, chess take, take a really long time. So, like, weird that they, like, take all this time to play a chess game. Yeah. Um, my only note about chess is I can't write another note about chess because the chess scene gives me a lot of anxiety. Because when <laughs> I was a kid, I didn't know how to play chess when I was getting this read to me the first time. So it was really hard for me to visualize what they were talking about. I was confused. Like, Hermione was the queen. I didn't know what that meant. Like, I didn't know chess very well, so I didn't get it. And so then when her, uh, I, all I knew was that they kept beating people the stones and so then when ron got beaten i thought that ron was dead <laughs> so, oh yeah. i mean they kind of make it seem like he is right and they like say goodbye to him they linger want like a lingering look and harry's oh, like yeah i've gotta go i am telling myself and i cried when my mo my mom we had to stop reading at this point because i cried because i thought ron was dead it was very dramatic wow so um, I wasn't that emotional. I don't know. I think I maybe thought he was dead, but I like, kind of knew he wasn't. Or maybe my mom said, don't worry, he's not. <laughs> but, um. Accurance does not spoil. 
Well, I mean, my mom was reading it with us, but, like, probably just told us he didn't. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I'm not sure what uh, my thoughts were. I didn't commit that to memory, like, some of my other weird notes. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is, like, one of mine. Like, I just remember I had a very strong reaction to the chess scene. Well, I remember the, like, seeing the movie for the first time and, like, how... Like, yeah, that's also really... Like, really scary. Although, I will talk about this when we watch the movie, but, like, I maintain that, like, Ron doesn't even get hit. Like, it clearly goes through the horse. Yeah. And he just falls off, and it's, like, not that far. Like, he was fine. Right. The <laughs> movie is less dramatic than him getting yeah. hit. But as, like, a seven-year-old or however old I was... I still was very... I was like, very scared. And they've got, like, cuts on their faces. I know. Hermione's shrieking. It's a very dramatic yeah. scene. The chest Don't scene. Don't move. We're still in play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Harry. <laughs> as his voice changes mid-movie. Yeah. I caught a little bit of the second movie, because it was a Harry Potter weekend this past weekend. And, um... It was, yeah, it was the second one, and, like, Ron, Rupert Grant's voice is changing so I hard. know, he's like, whoa, <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Can we be panic now? And this was, like, the very end of, like, Lockhart, and, I mean, I don't know if they, like, film in order, but it seemed like it was, like, much lower, and it was just kind of funny to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, so funny. Okay, so troll, again, like, solid obstacle, like, you have to beat it. Yeah. It's, like, a protecting thing. You don't have, like, the tools right in front of you. Um, Not much to say on that. (laughs) Yes. Snape's obstacle, though annoying, because he gives you a roadmap to it. When I was a child, and still now, it's the most interesting to me. Yeah, that's why I said I really like this one, but again, clear way to win, like... Why would you... It Don't put make, the antidote there. Why would you put... Why would you even put a... A guide. A, a guide there. Because this is... It's as simple as you put the table of potions and Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel know that one leads to there and the other leads there and nobody else has access to that information. Like, why yeah. would they even do that? Yeah. For the same, like scores of wizards that like came up with the fidelius charm yeah this seems really contrived like that i know they would protect something that um dumbly i don't know no i agree with what you're saying like don't have or like okay maybe you even have the script or whatever but like you put the antidote right there like uh, uh it just frustrates me But I do like the game. I like the I riddle. do, too. I've always wanted to, like, do it, like, figure it out, but um, we don't have the picture, and you need to know where everything is next to each yeah. other. Do they not do that on the picture book? Oh, they might, but I don't know that would if be it... interesting. Um, I'm going to look at it. If it's, like, right. Do. You I was, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, I also love that Hermione's, like, most wizards don't have any logic at all. They would just be stuck. And I'm like, yeah, Harry... Harry would be stuck. Yes. Oh, for sure. He would definitely just, like, drink all of them. No, I don't know what he would do. But, um, he doesn't trust other people, like, besides Dumbledore. He's, like, send an owl to Dumbledore. We'll need him. Like, you don't have time for that. Like, get anybody at this point. Like, if he's telling Hermione, like, giving her order, like, what to yeah. do. I'm like, I mean, he, to be fair, he's sort of been betrayed by Hagrid and McGonagall. So, like... But at this point, he's, like, anticipating, like, going face-to-face with Voldemort. And he's like, you can only get Dumbledore. Like, at this point, it's just, like, tell somebody that... Dumbledore's also the only known wizard that can stop. I understand Like, get Dumbledore, goes... but also, like, <laughs> let someone else know. No, but yeah. But I do love this Hermione... Harry scene. I know. I've always loved it. When she's like, uh, books and cleverness, like, you know, like they appreciate yeah. in each other. Um, I really like their relationship in general. Same. As Which is why Harmony friends. gets me so angry because they have such a great relationship platonically and about, it's about friendship. And, and when Harry's like, you're a better witch than I am, he's not jealous. 
he's like, I admire that about you. Like, yeah. You know? And, and I respect you. And that's what, and she does the same thing here. And I think it's, I don't know. It's such a great little scene. I love it. I love it. All right. I think, um, I think that's all my notes. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. We're going to do some, uh, trivia. Oh, yeah. Or, no, let's do that. Okay. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Um, what was the final exam that they take? Um, well, they... No, the, like, the final exam, like, the final, oh. in the list that their names. History of Magic. Yeah. Sorry. I can see how that could have been confusing. Yeah. Final exam, final exam. <laughs> That's me explaining jokes again. <laughs> Well, no, because they talked about, like, McGonagall's and having to turn, like, the snuff box yeah. and uh, Flitwick's. Um, all right, so can you order the obstacles that they go through? First, it's Fluffy. Then it's Devil's Snare. Then it's the Keys. Then it's uh, the Chess. Then it's the Troll. And then it's Potions. Very good. <laughs> I know, that was, like, kind of easy. But I, actually, I thought you might forget the troll because... It's not, yeah. It's, like, not even a thing. And it's I usually do. Like, if I hadn't yeah. read the chapter and this had just yeah. been a random, I would have forgotten the troll. Yeah. Um, so, champion and rat? Um, I, um... So, I kind of wasn't sure what to put for champion because I was kind of between... Just giving it to Harry, because I do think he, like, deserves it, but, um, if I'm sticking with, like, I'm not really giving it to Harry, because he kind of deserves it for most chapters, mm-hmm. um, I would give it to Ron, I think, um, especially after, like, talking about Same, it, because yeah. it kind of just reinforced that I do really enjoy Ron in this chapter, and I think he, like, took a big risk with, uh, the chess thing, and he was like, I'm gonna take this, yeah. um, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, like, he was it. the hero in that moment, mm-hmm. and he doesn't normally get to do that, um, so I think that was really cool. Yeah, and I, and like you were saying before, I love when Ron is, like, when his friendship to Harry, his loyalty to Harry doesn't falter here. Yeah. Um, my champion is the, I kind of cheated, I did the Golden Trio as a whole, because they make sense. <laughs> they this is like they all work. This is the first time we see them all having to work together to solve this mystery, and like, yeah, they all have a specific thing to get to their end goal, and I really love seeing that. So I think that's nice as well. Um, so my rat, I was kind of flailing, I guess, to figure out who my rat was, um, but then I decided to pick Dumbledore, who's not technically in this chapter but he puts them at such high risk because at this point I'm assuming that he wants Harry to like go through all these obstacles but like these are like like we said like they're kind of easy in the sense that you can beat them but like Devil's Snare super fatal does kill someone later on in the series like a troll could definitely kill them like really bad like come on Dumbledore you are like banking so much on 11-year-olds figuring this out. Yeah, because also, like, okay, Harry is sort of Dumbledore's responsibility. He's so vital to the wizarding world. I don't know why you would risk his life like that. But anyway, so nobody's going to miss Harry if Harry dies, except for the survivor. Everybody. Yeah, but if Ron and Hermione get killed doing this, like, what are you going to do, Dumbledore? Like, you're in trouble. Yeah, so I blame Dumbledore. Um, kind of in a spite contrived yeah. way, yeah. I'm. If you didn't notice, I was kind of mad at Hagrid. So I had a feeling that your Hagrid was Hagrid. my rat. I just think I don't know. It's really annoying that he talks about Fluffy. Like I think. I mean, I feel like it's not his fault. Like J.K. Rowling set him up because she needed a way to do it. But like. I think, why would he even volunteer that information, it seems? Well, and it's also, like, believable that he did it. Yeah, I just am not. As loyal as he is to Dumbledore, I don't think that's ever in question. I do think that he's just bumbling and, like I said last time, is a child. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, if you want to tune in 
next week. Last chapter. Woo! Of the first book. Please <laughs> tell us who is on the back of Quirrell's head. <gasps> who is it? I don't know idea. We'll have to find out. Or no, if it, it wasn't Snape and it wasn't even Voldemort, who was it? Uh, well, we'll have to cut out my. Wait, no, we can keep yours. I was just kind of kidding. No, 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 I just meant like because I said Quirrell. I know, I know. Spoiler alert! <laughs> That's the only thing we spoiled in this whole episode. Yeah, we never mentioned that it was Quirrell. Yeah. <laughs> I just my mom like posed that question at us, and I just thought it was so funny. If you do say Ollivander, I will give you five points. <laughs> Tweet at us. It's hashtag Ollivander. <laughs> Hashtag Ollivander did it. Um, the little girl in my class still thinks it's Snape. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although she has the picture book and has seen Quirrell, like, has seen, like, not Quirrell, but, like, seen Voldemort popping out. She's like, it's the back of his head has a face on it. Like, she keeps... Like, she looked ahead. Yeah, because she's seen all the pictures in the book. Yeah. And so, she's like, that's Voldemort's, the back of Voldemort's head. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for tuning in. Keep twiddling those dials. Yeah, twiddle them about. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum bum bum.